Hello, everyone, and welcome to another week of the Sports Block Podcast. Nathan Stacken here, my good friend and co-host of this uh, great podcast. Travis Grins joining me here. Travis, how are we doing? Good. I think we're getting close to number 200. We should be at 200 probably by the end of the year. Hell yeah. The 200 podcast since we started doing this after the... After we ended at uh, ninety four point seven, or was it ninety ninety point seven KSDJ? Ninety point seven. Yeah, uh, yes. in the the basement of the student union at SDSU, we started the podcast after the move to Fargo. We are approaching two hundred. That's great. Um, let's uh, let's just get this out of the way. Screw Georgia. To hell with you, Georgia. Screw Georgia. To hell with Georgia. You know, I'm struggling in our in our. Picks this year that we do. Well, I, I'm, uh, I'm struggling because I missed last week and I didn't fall behind all that much. So my God, I can maybe miss a week and still be yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm talking about. I'm not even talking about like the straight picks. I'm talking about our conference picks. Uh, yeah. I picked. Those been updated yet? Yeah, those have been updated. Yeah, they have. Uh, I gotta check that. Marcus has a seven. Did you pick them? I, I I I've submitted my picks already for this week. Um, okay. Marcus has a seven-game lead on me. Now, I think I can make some up on him because he's got to pick a lot of bad teams. However, I have to pick through the likes of Illinois and Rutgers and Purdue and Maryland yet in the Big Ten. So I'm a little screwed in, in that category. But Georgia inexplicably loses to South Carolina on Saturday. Um, no bueno, for sure. I watched this game... A lot. My dad was watching it with me, and he's not really a big college football fan. Um, and he was just like, "Yo, I want South Carolina to win." And like, I have no. I, the only reason I want this, uh, I'm watching this game that Bob Westhusen and uh, and Dan Orlovsky are calling is just because I have Georgia in our pick'em here, and I would really like. I like. I if they didn't win, if I hadn't picked them, I wouldn't care about this. I wouldn't care so much if Georgia lost. But it's the mere fact that the they lost. Blankenship misses a field goal. Jake Fromm looked awful. What a terrible game by Georgia. It's like they just didn't even think that South Carolina was oh. going to show up. And South Carolina was down to their third string quarterback. I mean, my God. That's, uh, that's the good thing about sports. We don't know what's going to happen. That's, that's the best thing about it. That's why we watch these games. Because we don't know yep. what's going to happen. I, was, I, was, I saw the last bit of it. I turned it over. And they were in overtime, like, wow. And then there was a field goal, and what, South Carolina missed a field goal in the yeah. first overtime that would have won it. Oh, yep. my God, Georgia's going to win. And uh, they didn't. Did, so did I'm you fine. Did, I'm fine with Georgia. Uh, you know what? I, it's not like a. It's not a killer. Like I did pick them to the for college football playoff, but you know what? What if that ha- doesn't happen? That's okay. I I would much rather see LSU in the playoff than Georgia. Um, I did you see the end of regulation at all in this game? No. This was as poorly managed clock by Georgia as you could possibly get. South Carolina misses a 57-yard field goal with 45 seconds left, and Georgia... I, I, I don't know. They, they they mismanaged it so bad and then got a five-yard penalty um, that pushed the, what would have been like a 52 or 53-yard field goal back to 58. And, like, Blankenship's good enough to make a 53-yard field goal. And then they didn't even... They didn't even attempt the 58-yard field goal. They bypassed that for some yeah. stupid play. And then 
first uh, you know drive in overtime, uh, Fromm throws a pass to the tight end, and he looks upfield, and it hits him right in the, uh, the hands, and it gets picked off by this guy from South Carolina who had three interceptions on the day. He was great. Uh, so unbelievable, and you know what? That wouldn't be the only pass where uh, – would uh, hit someone right in the hands on the weekend and end up being picked off. We'll get to that other one wow. here in a in a moment. But um, yeah, it was just the 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 way uh, Georgia absolutely did not deserve to win that game. But South Carolina was doing everything they possibly could to give that game away. <laughs> it's unbelievable. So that was the the real stunner of the day. Uh, Penn State beats Iowa in Iowa. That was fantastic. Minnesota trounces Charlie's Cornhuskers. Um, And now Minnesota's ranked. And we just need a couple more wins by both Penn State and Minnesota to feature an undefeated... I'm thinking Citrus Bowl. I'm thinking like a Citrus Bowl type of... Like a 9-3 type, you know? Yeah, yeah. Fifth team out of the Big Ten, Citrus Bowl, Gator something, Florida something or other. Now, now, wouldn't that be better than what you thought they were even going to be this year? You like six or seven wins. You laughed at they're already bowl eligible, and you laughed at me when I said the Gophers would be eleven and one, and they're they probably won't. Yes, they probably won't. But even if they're nine and three. I mean, that's not all that bad, considering. Well, what's their ranking? What are they, like 20th now or 20, whatever? Yep. I'm, I'm going to guess they're not the 20th best college football team. You're right. They're the 10th best. It's, I'm going to guess. I thought they'd lose to SDSU. They, they should have. They didn't really anything in that game. Yep. I thought they'd lose to Fresno State. Had a 14-3 uh, lead in that one and, and let it go. They, a couple of bad defensive they, plays. They did. They did not show me anything in that game. Should have lost to Georgia, Georgia Southern. Just Southern was an iffy one. They didn't show me anything, and the Purdue game was also bad. So I'm happy that they're that they're good. I guess I'm happy that they won the game, mm-hmm. and that they should probably win nine games this year, and then their fans will be happy and throw the ball that buys them a few more years. But yep. that's good. To see. It's good to see them. In the mix, at least. I mean, by all means, they should be 8-0. By all means, they should yeah. be 8 Oh, God, yes, yes. Standing into whatever the old games. I mean, they only got high. I think they're going to lose probably three of their last four, if not all of them. Yep. Because they were Wisconsin, Penn State, Iowa. And Northwestern. But I'm, I'm all on in on Missouri. I want to get Missouri to the, to the title game of the SEC mm-hmm. uh, because the SEC schedules are so stupid. Yep. That um, I mean, Georgia losing was the big one, so that opens up some things for Missouri. Uh, Missouri's got to beat Florida, and then they got to hope Florida beats Georgia. And if that works, then Missouri's probably going to win that East. But did you? They got to beat Georgia or Florida. They got to win one of those two games. Did you see, uh, there was an article on CBSSports.com about the SEC scheduling and how bad it is. And I, I brought this, it, but I agree with it. And I, I brought this up with Charlie last week, and about like how they should just scrap divisions and stuff. Um, and well, just, just, and just, just and play you, the like teams. If, no, but, play but the teams. like if if you scrap the divisions and you had three common opponents each year, so it would you know keep the rivalry 
games and everything. And then you could just rotate through the other five every other year. So you would for sure play, you know, like if you're Alabama, you would play Georgia twice and one one time every four years it would be in Tuscaloosa, which is better than the one every ten years that they're playing right now anyway. So I am uh, I'm devising what I think would be a fair assessment for the SEC. Uh, also, the ACC and the Big Ten. So I might run those by you next week if you want to do the exercise as well. I'll even run it by Charlie when uh, when he comes on next week, too, to see what, what he thinks or if he wants to devise it. Maybe I'll give him a little bit of time or heads up on it. But I think it would be curious to see who we would have as you know the three common opponents for each team in the... Um, like, I, I don't want any of that. Just play everybody. Well, yeah. I don't want, like, your rival. I don't want, like, Alabama and Tennessee and Georgia and Florida. Just play everybody. Your rival sometimes, there might be a couple of years where you don't play that one team. There might be a couple of years where I'm, 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 I'm done with LSU and Alabama. They're going to play in a couple of weeks. And I couldn't give a shit about this game because it's always garbage. I don't care about LSU and Alabama because it's never any good. Alabama beating the shit out of them every year, so... Like if, he, if, they, if those teams don't play every year, that's fine. If Auburn and Alabama don't play every year, I don't care. If Ohio State and Michigan didn't have to play every year, that'd be fine. <laughs> and it's ridiculous that Georgia, and I'm, I'm going to sacrifice that so that Georgia can play some of these teams. Georgia right. never plays for uh, Alabama. Alabama never plays Florida. It just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. That's stupid. I agree. I agree. So, I, I mean, Where it's not... Got- it's unlikely that it would happen, but it would be fun to see it happen for sure because you would get more, you know, it would be a little fairer, shall we say. Um, like, and even on, like, the Big Ten side, the Big Ten East, like, there's no there's no chance for Rutgers in Maryland. And, well, there's no chance for Rutgers anyway. But there's no chance, really, for Indiana in football. I mean, they just... Yeah, but when Penn State and Michigan and Ohio State are always good year in and year out, and they're so much better than you, like, what are you, what are you playing for? What was it's like Washington State? Washington State had a chance. I'm sure years ago yeah. we just said, "What's Washington State playing?" Yeah. Well, hey, like I mean, it, it, you just got to get better. Teams go up and down, and fair. Well, you know, there's well, I mean, what's Minnesota playing for? I mean, people think they're in the mix. Dan Patrick showed, I, mean, I can't find this thing, but Dan Patrick, they had a, last week sometime, to change college football, and just, if I can remember what the hell they were talking about, essentially you have six conferences, and six conferences of ten teams, Okay. and everybody else, everybody else you knock down to FCS. Your Mac schools, Mountain West, whatever, you figure out what 60 teams are going to make the cut, and you put them into ten conferences, everybody else is FCS. Really? Well, now, that what does that do? Yeah, what does that do then no for like point. the SDSU's yep. and NDSU's? I think it'd be uh, interesting. I mean, it'd make the FCS a lot more interesting. And I don't. I mean, I they obviously didn't think that far ahead of what that would actually do to impact them. If you're playing against the Central Michigans and the Directional Michigans and Kent State and Ohio, right? I think SDSU and NDSU are better than Kent State and Ohio. And Akron, for sure. There'd be a lot more competition, I would say, for uh, the FCS. Make that a lot more interesting. Yeah. 
So, so you have that, and it'd be an 18 playoffs, so six conference winners and two wild cards. Uh, playoff, eight teams, first round is played at a home stadium. Uh, the semifinals are played, it's like the Final Four, you play them back-to-back. Yep, okay. Well, you'd have, you know, Alabama would play uh, Ohio State in Game 1. And then you'd have Clemson play Oklahoma in Game Two. So that'd you, be fun little Final Four type thing. You would you would need that to be played on a stadium with artificial turf. There's no way you could play that on grass. Maybe, probably. But I, mean, I think everybody's got turf for the most part. I mean, grass they can they can figure it out. Um, probably. And then so you do that, and then the next week they play at the same place. So if it's Dallas or the Rose Bowl or wherever you play there. Semifinals, like a Final Four, then you play the next week at the same spot. That was basically the gist of their their idea. Because, okay. I mean, really, what are we? I'm always looking at the, at the deal today. There's probably six or seven teams that got a shot at the, at the playoff right now. There's a few teams, like, yeah, if they win, like, if Minnesota wins out, they'll be there, but that's not going to happen. So you look at what we've got going on. It's hard to, I mean, you know, Alabama, LSU, we know that game's in the playoff. Yep. Okay, Clemson, Clemson can't miss up here. If Clemson loses, I wouldn't put them in. Right. Because they haven't, they haven't played anybody. Yep. They haven't beaten anybody. Their schedule is awful. The ACC uh, is by far the worst. Uh, it's given the Pac-12 run for its money this year. Yes. How bad yep. the ACC has been. I don't, the second best team in that conference is, I don't know who. Uh, so it was funny on college game day this week. Uh, they were they showed highlights of the Virginia Miami game from Friday night, and Kirk Herbstreit said it was appropriate that that game was played on Friday night when high school football is played because that's essentially what the ACC yeah. Coastal Division is this year, and he's right because the the Coastal is awful. If it's not any good. It's a garbage conference. So if Clemson doesn't win out, I would not put them in because I can't imagine them having any better wins or a better loss than anybody they're competing with. So I think as long as, regardless of Alabama and LSU, I think they're both in as long as they don't lose somebody other than each other. So they're, so they're right. that good. You know, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Wisconsin, they're in the mix. Penn State is in the mix. Notre Dame is there. And that's kind of where I draw the line. At Notre Dame, I think in Notre Dame wins out. They'll have a, a good chance, and, and they and they do. I mean, Notre Dame doesn't play anybody the rest of the way. You got Florida, Georgia. They're going to lose again. Auburn's got Alabama left and LSU. So right now, I guess I'd put it at maybe eight teams have got a shot. Yeah. Alabama, LSU, Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Wisconsin, Penn State, Notre Dame, and Minnesota, and Minnesota. No. Yes, if they were to beat Wisconsin and Iowa and Penn State, they would be in the mix. They'd have to beat Ohio State. Well, you, you never know. You never know. Krenz, we didn't think yeah. South Carolina was going to beat Georgia this week. Well, like by that, all means, go, for, go ahead, go, for, go from not making a bowl game to the playoff. By all means, do that. <laughs> they did. They yeah. played in the Quick Lane Bowl last year and smacked the hell out of Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech still hasn't recovered. Be, be like the Nationals. The Nationals have never won a playoff series. They've been for 50 years. Now they might win the whole thing. Yep, there you go. 
Uh, sandwiched between that Georgia embarrassment Saturday, uh, you had the Braves give up 10 runs in the first inning of Game 5 at home to the Damn. Cardinals. Uh, 13-1, so that game was over. Uh, we talked about that, I believe. Damn. And then also uh, the Falcons lose to the Cardinals 34-33 on Sunday. Matt Bryant misses an extra point. That would have tied it. So uh, the Falcons, uh, they're bad. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so bad, bad week for this, uh, for Georgia sports fans. Uh, my voice, uh, maybe you can can tell, maybe you can't, is a little hoarse. Um, it's sore, very sore today because uh, I yelled a lot at the, the Vikings game on Sunday. We oh, went, we, we went to Eagles-Vikings. Uh, my dad, my my brothers and nephew and I, and we had a great time. Uh, I have to admit, I was very I was nervous for this game, and the Vikings absolutely laid a whooping on Fargo and company, and it was fantastic. Uh, Stephon Diggs was magnificent. I called the uh, 51-yard touchdown pass to Diggs uh, after. I, I think the Eagles went for it on fourth down and didn't get it. Um, it got a little dicey there at the end of the first half and the second half, but Kirk Cousins played magnificent. The The offensive play calling was fantastic. And I thought the defense was not very good in this one at all. It didn't seem like they could get any pressure on Carson Wentz. And then you go to NFL.com and see their observations and say that uh, the the Minnesota defense stole the show. I'm like, what the hell game were you watching? Uh, it really was the Kirk Cousins, Stephon Diggs show. But this was a, a very good win for Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. Quarterback played good. Our defense was good. Um, yeah, it was a game they should have won. It would have been disappointing to lose at home to them. I don't know if they're a playoff team. The NFC East doesn't look any good at all. So, I don't know what's Detroit. Detroit winning, they were winning here. It's 13-10. So, you know, yeah, you hope Detroit can win this game. What do we got here? 13-10, Well, they, they, they get the Chargers. The Chargers aren't very good. Um, you know, the Broncos. Chiefs, Chiefs are good. Um, their quarterbacks hurt. So. Cowboys suck right now. Uh, Cowboys beat them. That'd be, I mean, there, there's opportunities for wins out there. There's no yep. game. I don't think there's a game left. I say, oh, they're going to lose that. Probably, I guess, Seattle would be the game that sticks out to me because they always lose in Seattle. They do, but, but here... You know, the, the thing with the Vikings is that right now, I don't see there being a team that they can't compete with and beat in the NFC. You know, Seattle, Seattle to me, I'm still not sold on Seattle because their wins are extremely close. They've gotten very fortuitous bounces. And, you know, like, like if you saw that Seahawks-Browns game from Sunday and the the uh, penalty that Jarvis Landry got for an illegal block in the back when the guy runs into him and they, I mean, it was 
awful. The, the officiating in the NFL is at an all-time low, and it's affecting games. It's affecting the public trust in the NFL. But that aside, you know, I, I think the Vikings can compete with the Saints. I think the Vikings can compete with the 49ers. I think the Vikings could compete with the Seahawks, and we've already seen what they can do with the with the Eagles. Uh, we'll see what they can do with the Cowboys. Uh, they should have beaten the Packers. We'll see what they can do with the Lions this week. The Bears are probably the most difficult one, and that's because of that defense. But I think it, I mean that's just more or less the you know the monkey in the room, so or the gorilla in the room, uh, the elephant in the room, so to speak. A lot of animals. It's a lot of animals. It's a zoo. It's a zoo, Krenz. It's a zoo. But I, I, honestly, the Vikings are very, very good. And, again, I'm just not sold on any of the teams yet in the NFC. Yes, there are a lot of good teams, but no teams that you look at it and say, well, if the Vikings run into them, they're in a lot of trouble. The only team I could say that right now would be the Bears. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to go on the road here probably and win a game, and can that quarterback do that? I don't, I don't think so. So it's, I mean, six and two would be nice. Yep. And the hype train, the hype train's going to start, and they're going to be, it's going to be all in a when they called out the quarterback. That's when their season changed. Yep. And he got better and all this shit. And, yep. You know, yeah, another another Viking season where good team. And we 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 don't we don't have a sense. Yeah, good team. We'll maybe win a playoff game. They'll be bumming. It's just—it's just hard to get excited, you know. When you play it, yeah, they're good. They're good. Good defense. Everything's good. Above average. Oh yeah. Something just be done by the second week of playoffs. So yeah, whatever. Something just happened in the Lions. Packers game on Monday Night Football here. Uh, it's got people talking. I'm receiving a text. I'm receiving a text message. It sounds like someone snapped a like broken arm or something. I'm I'm wondering if that's uh. This Packer guy broke his arm. Or I don't know. I don't know who the. I don't know who broke their arm. Uh, yeah, some uh, Lions guy hit some Adrenal Allison. That happened. Right, it's, it's not a dirty hit. Uh, what? Why is there a delay? Yeah, there it's a, a yep. Um, yep, Geronimo Allison uh, is. Yep. Yeah, there's a guy on Twitter. Watched a couple weeks ago. He went back and forth on Twitter's down right now for some reason. Went back and forth on Twitter about. Who's the um, who's the idiot, Vontez Perfect? Oh, uh, oh. Yeah. Wait, wait. Who's the idiot? That what with Vontez Perfect? Uh, Vontez Perfect is the idiot. To yes. Me. Yep. Story. Okay. Yep. Um, there's some uh, some sports guy out west. Um, and he didn't think Vontez Perfect should have been suspended for the hits. It's like, well, this guy's a repeat offender. This is like his 12th DUI. If I get a DUI, I get a slap on the wrist. If you get 20 of them, you probably don't. This was not just this hit. This is all the accumulation of hits. Yep. One guy brought uh, brought up uh, Indomitian Sue. Well, yeah, he's had a few, but Montez Bursa clapped them all 10 times over. Like, he shouldn't have been in the league to begin with. 
And while the penalty is nice, it should be, all right, you're done playing football. You're not playing in the NFL anymore. Like, why is, like, you're, just get rid of him. Because you, you know he's going to do it again if he comes back next year. You know he's going to get suspended and fined again. So why do you have him? Like, at what point do you just say, all right, we're done? You're done. You've done this, what, seven, eight, ten times? You're done. Yep. And and he very well could be done because he's a free agent at the end of the year. And you know, who knows if the Raiders re-sign him and stuff. But And the Raiders are like, oh, yeah, he's he's paid his punishment and stuff. No, he hasn't because he doesn't learn. He's a dirty player. He's the same. He's a dirty player. His dirty player is like James Harrison from the Steelers and... Like, I know, I think Rodney Harrison's name has been thrown in a couple of times, but, like, Vontez Perfect is just a dangerous dude on the football field. You got no margin for error. Like, if you do anything, you're done. You did something. He's done. Yep. Yep, absolutely. To go back to the Vikings, though, for a little bit more, um, Diggs played great. Cousins was fantastic. The interception by Cousins was not his fault. It was all on Diggs for going right through his – hands when and i'll be honest when we when we're watching that game we don't see the ball hit his helmet or his chest or anything like that and bounce up in the air all of a sudden you see an eagle grab a something and start running like wait what the hell like the ball should have gone into the into the sideline there and we're like oh my gosh digs why couldn't what the hell just happened and then the eagles return the favor with a terrible uh you know Fake field goal there at the end of the half. That was not a smart decision at all. But uh, on a day when Dalvin Cook really couldn't get a whole lot going, Madison stepped up real well, and the Vikings just lit the the Eagles secondary up all game long. It was great. And there were thousands of Eagles fans there. A uh, lot of Bison shirts were seen. A uh, lot of Carson Wentz jerseys. I, I did see a few SDSU people. I saw a couple of Dallas Goddard jerseys. And I'm... So I was uh, really glad to see Fargo suck as much as he did in the first quarter. Uh, he turned it on there in the second and third and then sucked in the fourth. So that was great. Uh, really hoping that everyone there uh, was like, Oh, yeah, I can't wait to see Carson Wentz. Yeah, you didn't really see that great a game from him. Uh, so uh, suck it. Um then the other thing, though, is I'm not sure if these people were wearing Carson Wentz jerseys and cheering for the Vikings yet supporting their dude or if they're all strictly Eagles fans. It was very difficult to tell. Um, so I have, I have no idea what what like I, I, I don't know where your allegiances lie or how you do that, um, but the thousands of once jerseys and then Mike McNeely I don't know if you saw this tweet earlier that I that I posted um, or retweeted I guess uh, the the forum guy Mike McFeely said he's uh, he tweeted this out says so far seen more Dallas Goddard SDSU t-shirts and gear outside US Bank Stadium than Carson Wentz NDSU stuff that is the stupidest thing you could possibly say Unless the Goddard family and friends camped out at U.S. Bank Stadium overnight. Because that's the only way 
you would have seen that there. There were thousands of Wentz jerseys and NDSU gear, far more than SDSU gear. So that guy lied. I mean, Mike McFeely, I'm sorry. What a stupid thing to tweet. You would think that the starting quarterback would have more jerseys than the starting tight end. Yeah, you would. Yeah, you picked Houston this week, God damn it. Let's see. Yeah, I mean, that's tough. <laughs> oh, you're, you're looking, you wanted Houston against UConn, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, so um, it's, it's been a struggle picking these, these other teams. It has. You know what? I will, now I'm going to watch. I, I say this, and Troy's going to lose to South Alabama Wednesday night here. But I'm the only one who is currently undefeated in the non-conference, or in the, oh, the mid-major picks. Um, that's pretty impressive. That's, that's pretty difficult to do. I've got four losses thus far. Who did I pick this week? Troy, uh, Houston, and Buffalo. Buffalo scares me, but um, we'll, we'll hopefully. The Akron's so terrible. If if it, if the loss happens this week, it'll be Buffalo. What are we going? Yeah, it's a struggle. Yeah, the game was, I mean, it was a fun game to watch. Diggs with the long pass, so that was fun. Yeah. Offensive line, I thought. Offensive line was banged up. I thought they uh, they played well. Yep. Some new guys. Yep. Running game wasn't there, but passing game was. Yep. You know what I like? Well, you know what we've talked about for years, at least the last couple years. So it's like, where's the creativity? We see all these, you know, with the with these uh, other you teams. Know? It's the, the the creativity. Where's the creativity with the Vikings yeah. offense? You see other teams, yeah. you know, have guys with man in motion and stuff. And what do the Vikings do? They do a couple of reverses. They do a they had a wide receiver pass in the mix, but they got Diggs running. They had Thielen running a couple of times. Like this, this is what we wanted to see from the Vikings, or what we've wanted to see from them for years. And it's nice to see Stefanski and Gary Kubiak get creative, and I think it's only going to continue. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a positive sign. So, you got some easy games coming up, so still beat those teams. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's right on the road. You should win that game. Yes, even though De- even though Detroit is better, uh, the the Vikings are a better team. Yes, right better now. defense. They're better at everything. So beat beat that place. And then you have the Thursday night game. So um, yeah, beat uh, just take out the running back and put him in the grave. Oh yes, <laughs> man, that Washington Miami game. Uh, what a real treat for two winless teams. The The ending of that game was fantastic. So people say. That's the rumor. Well, it was, a good win. it was a good win for the Dolphins. Yes, it was. They lose and it's a better win for them than, than uh, the, they, the Washington they won, they won that game. I saw a mock draft that had Joe Burrow going one to the Bengals. Yeah, that's not going to happen, but Joe Burrow to the Vikings would be sweet. Like, is this guy really, is yes. this like, oh. he went from like nothing, he was like every dog shit SEC quarterback there's ever been, to now being, got off to a good start, now he's starting to play some teams, and Florida's always really good, and he really, really gave it to Florida. Quite, that was probably the first really 
really good defense he played, and he, and he beat the hell out of him. Yeah. Like, I mean, he went from nothing to this. He probably, if, if the season ended today, he'd win the Heisman. No, uh, could it? No. Your Clemson guy's not doing a damn thing. No, he's not. I'm thinking Jonathan Taylor from uh, Wisconsin. He's doing fine. Ohio State guy's doing fine. Jalen Hurts. He's doing... Like, for me, the Jalen Hurts thing... It's like, well, every Oklahoma quarterback does what he does. So it's like, it's impressive, but it's like, well, you can put anybody there, and it's been shown that that guy's going to be... Like that, so. Yeah. Have you talked to yeah, Wyatt? Yeah, How, oh, sorry. Weird. Have you talked to Wyatt? How's he doing? Sorry, I saw I saw him getting to it with somebody. Oh, I don't know. He spends more time on Facebook than anybody I know. <laughs> About just as, and he and he got into it, and uh, he likes Texas, and I didn't see the game. And some guy had a dirty hit, and he said they're the dirty team, and. They lost, so they uh, teamed up on Wyatt and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I couldn't give a shit. So about the five teams that you like, Texas and Ohio State and this team and that team. It's like, pick a team and fucking be fine with it. He's a big Houston Astros fan. I'm not counting that at all. I'm sorry. I can't count that. We were Astros fans before. We bought into this. We bought into this train here. Uh, Let's... See, yeah. How the hell did, how, how did Pittsburgh beat the Chargers? Uh, that's a great question. It is a great question. They started. Uh, okay, so the the starting quarterback for Pittsburgh, a rookie from Samford, not Stanford, Samford, the FCS school in Alabama. Apparently, this Whoa. quarterback Devlin Hodges is a two-time duck calling champion in the state of Alabama. <laughs> oh boy! I see that. I see what Wyatt posted here. Oklahoma's playing dirty, all trash, no class. We're just getting warmed up. Dicker the kicker from Long Range. Let's go Horns! Um, enjoy the enjoy the Cotton Bowl or whatever bowl game. That's just gonna end up there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, um. Sorry. Sorry. What, what were we? What were we talking about now? Oh yeah, oh yeah. The the, the, the Pittsburgh the Pittsburgh quarterback. Uh, yeah, uh, and Philip Rivers. They have no offensive line. The defense couldn't tackle James Conner to save their life. And yeah, there there we go. That that's all she that's all she wrote for it, Pittsburgh. It seems, well, what's the AFC playoffs? It seems like that's pretty much set. Like AFC's got maybe like seven teams going for six spots. I would say they got like ten teams going for, they got like six teams going for two spots, because the the Patriots have solidified number one, and the the Bills have a have a wild card spot essentially locked up at this point. Texans and Colts. Ravens are winning that division. Yep, uh, Texans and Colts battling for the AFC South loser that probably gets the wild card, but the Browns are in it still because. While their schedule is difficult on the front half, their back half is incredibly easy with playing the Bengals twice, the Steelers twice. They get the Dolphins, the, the Browns. So 
like so they have to play uh they have to they have a bye this week they're at New England so that's going to be a loss so they're going to be 2 and 5 and everyone's going to be down on them then they they have to go play Denver that's a win cuz Denver sucks and then they get the Bengals twice they get the the Steelers twice they get the Dolphins they get the Ravens at home like the it opens up a lot for them so yeah, they get the Cardinals so i think that the the Browns are still very much alive in the in the grand scheme of things here, I feel like the division the division leaders now are the teams that are going to win the divisions. I can't. <sighs> Big like AFC people, like, like people sleep on Houston, but Jesus Christ, like Houston. Just, just, like every year, Houston's good, and their quarterback is outstanding. Their quarterback is. We love Deshaun Watson. We love him because uh, he's a Clemson quarterback, and we That'd said we we said it at the at the time that we would have taken him number one overall. Oh my! God. And now, granted, you know that's the same draft that Hall of Famer Patrick Mahomes was drafted into, just two spots ahead of Watson. Yeah, but uh, we know what kind of player Watson is. However, you know the the offensive line is still the question. I think for me. And it will it uh, will it hold up? And they just lost their first round pick for a, a period of time with a torn MCL. So if the offensive line can hold up, then yes, they'll be fine. And actually, maybe we should maybe buy into the Texans more than we should the Chiefs at this point because you know Patrick Mahomes is not healthy. Uh, their their defense sucks. They ha- they don't they choose not to run the ball at all. Uh, I'm going to Kansas City to watch the Chiefs Vikings game. I really hope the Vikings. Uh, I really hope the Vikings do well. I'm expecting them to lose. It would be great, though. You know, after the last two weeks, it appears you can go in Arrowhead and pick up a win against Patrick. Oh, Williams. such a such a tough place to play. So tough to to win there. So tough. It is. Yet the Colts and Texans have both done it in the last two weeks. So I feel like it's you know. Bills, Colts, Browns. Two teams for three spots. Bills, Colts, Browns. Uh, uh, Maybe even Colts and Browns, if you like Buffalo. Maybe even Raiders, no. Jacksonville, Denver, Pittsburgh, LA, no. Titans, no. I think we're like six games in. I think we're getting down to us already. Yeah. The AFC is bad. The NFC is wide open. Uh, pretty much, Carolina's playing really well. Christian McCaffrey is a freaking, and he's the MVP of the league right now. I know there's talk about Russell Wilson, and uh, I think Aaron Rodgers maybe garnered a few votes. Lamar Jackson, rightfully so, should be in the mix. But right now, it's Christian McCaffrey's world, and we're all just living in it. Who are the top five quarterbacks right now? Football. What does that list look like? Mahomes won. Mahomes won. Uh, Russell Wilson team. Yes. Yep. I was just gonna say that. Um, you gotta throw Deshaun Watson in there. He's in the top five. Yep. Um, After that, it's tough. That's a great question that you posed. Uh, can't throw Matt Ryan in there. Uh, Dak Prescott was Dak Prescott in this top ten? No, uh, maybe in the top ten. I think you could throw Fargo in there as well as a top ten. 
quarterback, but certainly not top five. Um, so we like, we, we, the three guys that pretty no no debate is, is Mahomes, Wilson, and Watson. Yes. It's like those three, it's like those got to be in the top three. And then after that, it's any number of dudes. Yep. Um, da, 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 da. I mean... Because we can't throw, yeah, no, we're not throwing Drew Brees in there right now. Um, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, I guess you would you would put in there just because he is Aaron Rodgers. I th- I, Aaron Rodgers would be four, and then the fifth one, uh, Tom Brady. I mean, Brady's playing really well. Um, Lamar Jackson, maybe. Uh, Kind of what I, kind of what I got right now. Those would be my top five, I guess. Kirk Cousins is third in quarterback rating, but his QBR is like way down there, like fifteen, sixteen. I don't know how. Like, did you see the stats that Kirk Cousins has put up the last two weeks? Six hundred thirty-nine yards through the air, seven touchdowns. One interception. Again, the interception wasn't his fault at all. Don't fumble. See, fumble the ball. Right. Don't fumble the ball and they'll be good. No fumbles. I don't, you know, like I said, I don't care if he gets sacked. Don't fumble the ball. The, he had so Sorry, many. Imp- that's all I ask anymore. He had so many impressive throws on Sunday. Like the the one I think. I feel like it was the it was the second it was right after they stopped the fourth down conversion, and um, got uh, and so on the first play. Then they do play action and hit digs for that touchdown. Adam Thielen was wide open on the other side too. Like you could have thrown it to either one of them, and it would have been uh, would have been six points there. Uh, but Kirk Cousins. His throw on the run to Ola B.C. Johnson was fantastic. How about his fourth down pass in the fourth quarter to Laquan Treadwell? I don't know what was more impressive, the throw or the fact that Laquan Treadwell caught it and made a toe tap on the sideline. That was hella impressive. Laquan Treadwell is going to get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to do something he's terrible at. He was – that was a – okay, for – all the jokes aside, though, that was a really good catch by him, given everything that's happened with him. Over under 10 catches for him the rest of the way. Under. <laughs> Massive under, because he's only seeing the that field if, what, the, if the Vikings are killing what, people. That is what makes this so frustrating, is that when Kirk Cousins plays well, he's very, very good. Yes. He's exceptional. Yes. It's like, why can't you play like that most of the time? And, and why why does your good have to be so good? And why does your bad have to be so bad? But part of that, too, is the offensive line. Like, we can't just blame the Bears well, game. They're, they're, they're the secondary that the Eagles had was dog, dog poo. Yeah. And, like, Diggs was open on all of these long throws. Diggs yeah. was wide open on all of these throws. Yes, yes. Cousins, and we've seen Cousins overthrow plenty of guys who've been open. But he this was pitch and catch. He's wide open, just throw him the ball and he'll score. So, and uh, the Thielen, Thielen touchdown, that was a very good throw yep. in the corner of the end zone. And that's just so frustrating that it's like, 
you're going to have your good games and your bad games. Why do your bad games have to be so bad? Be so bad. Yeah. Three, or it's like we like we can't even consider passing sometimes. It feels like we can't do anything passing, and the fumbles and the interceptions and this. The the three he played like he's played the last two weeks, and they're like, God damn, this team should go to the Super Bowl yep. and win the whole thing with this. The three games the that he, the three games that immediately come to mind when you're when you're talking about that is the the Seattle game last year on Monday night, the oh. Bear the Bears game the last week of the season, and then the Bears game week four. This yeah, so year. the three games that yes come to mind. Uh, I don't know. I I think it's all. You know, maybe it is that kumboya come to Jesus moment that they had after that Bears loss. We'll see. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully that was it. Hopefully he's going to be different than he has been for eight years. Hopefully, because he it is interesting. You know, he throws these touchdowns and everybody's celebrating, and he goes right to the bench. I don't know if he's pissed off or what, but he goes. He throws the touchdowns. It's not like he's running down there like Brett Favre or whoever. No, he's very even killed. He's like, all right, boom, we had a 50-yard touchdown into the bench. Let's go. Like, they're still out celebrating. He's got his head off sitting on the bench. So what, whatever you got to do, I don't care. And hopefully this, this lit the fire under his ass. Say, hey, buddy. Do you think... Like, this, this is it. This is your make or break here. You want another contract after this with this team? Yeah. You, you got you got more talent than any other team in football, and you're going to fuck this up for us again. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, a little punch in the mouth hopefully does him well. We'll see how he does against, you know... Kansas City defense doesn't look very good. No. I, I don't know. His next test, what's his next big test? Uh, we, we uh, I mean, least. arguably it could be Detroit this week here. Detroit's well, defense no, 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 is, is pretty good. Get, Otherwise, it would be Seattle week 12. Yeah, I have no respect for Detroit football. Okay, then uh, Seattle week week 13, I'm sorry. Seattle week 13. Yeah. So there, there's a game. Uh, Chiefs, I mean, uh, Chiefs, Cowboys, Rams. Seattle, I guess. Yeah, Seattle. Maybe the rest of the year until the end of the year, it's, it's Seattle. Yeah. Every other team, it's like, eh, so. Poopsicle. By the way, a lot of, uh, I think the hype train's going to be gonna be hot and heavy here in about 10 days. Six and two. Yep. Here we go. Yeah, we're, we're doing stuff, so. So, did you see the comments that Zach Brown, the the linebacker for the Eagles, made last week? I think it was on Thursday where he called Cousins the weakest link on that Vikings offense, and that you know they were teammates in Washington, and he knows what kind of player Cousins is. Yeah, I saw that. And then did you see that uh, he refused to answer questions about it? Well, and then after the game, he was like, "No, I don't want to talk about Kirk Cousins. Anything about the game?" Like, well. Uh, if you were in there, would you have said something to the effect of, well, Kirk Cousins torched your guys' ass today. Uh, what what uh, could you guys have done oh. differently? He did, he did answer him. He said, he said that, and then one guy's like, all right, how do you think he played today? He said he played great. But yeah, he played great. So. Why do you think he torched your guys' ass in the secondary? Yeah, and that's because we had two guys out, I bet. So... Yeah, I mean he's he's right. He is. This is the quarterback is the weak link. Like he wasn't wrong. Do you? And then after after the game, he said, "Yeah, he already played. He said he played great, which is also correct." Yeah, but that was only after they like he refused to answer any questions. Like if you're going to talk that talk, you you no, he didn't. He he he. If you're if you're going to, they asked him. 
if they asked him, you know, about about uh, Cousins, yeah, and he said, I don't want to talk about it. I want to talk about the game. And then the next question was, well, how do you think he played today? Yeah, but that, but, and he said he played great. But the the questions that led up to that were reflective of the sure. the game that Kirk Cousins played. So if you were going to trash and if you're going to dog. You know, Kirk Cousins and say that, you know, bulletin board material, trash talk him like that. Be a man and fucking own up to it and say it after the game. Don't hide behind, like, no, I don't want to talk about that. You said it. So you have to deal with the aftermath of the fact that you sucked at stopping him. So deal with it, Zach Brown. And he did say he played great. After he, yeah, and he said that, like, Catherine. Yeah, but he's he's got to own up. He's got to own up to his bad trash talk, and uh, also, to just to make matter to, to add insult to injury, Zach Brown got released by the Eagles on Monday. So, ha ha ha! Oh, that's funny. Uh, Kirk Cousins. I don't know if he's lying or not. He says he doesn't uh, like hear about any of this unless someone tells him. Like he doesn't go on social media he doesn't listen to it from the outside no tv no no nothing yet how do you get the edge then if you don't hear something about that do you think he's lying do you think he really didn't know about what zach brown said Mm. i'm sure feeling and dig said god damn it you son of a bitch (laughs) We're the fucking best receivers in the fucking NFL here. And yep. We're not even competitive. Like, come on, dude. Let's go. Quit being such a puss. Just throw the <laughs> goddamn ball. And so ever since then, he's been great. Yep. Like, I, I, can, I can see where, like, if I'm an like, if I'm a millionaire, I'm making 80 million for three years, but I'm studying the tapes and my job with the, quarter, with the quarterback is so damn hard and all that. It's like, I'm not logging on to Twitter. It's like, I'm gonna, if I'm a millionaire, I'm going to have my same old flip phone. I'm not going to tweet or do anything. Because I, I don't care about them. I've got my $80 million. I just, I'm concerned about the Eagles. I'm concerned about the Lions. I'm sure he's watching this damn football game right now. He's on the couch at 9.30 at night watching the Lions and the Packers. It just it in this day and age with information that is so readily available to us on virtually any device and we have multiple devices to obtain this information how you don't hear about the this word and how do you get that edge if you don't listen to the criticism out there I guess I, that's something that I don't know uh, but I'm sure you hear I'm sure you hear some of it in the, by the questions he's asked every day, and, and maybe maybe Zimmer lights a fire under his ass, too. Sure, I would say because my girlfriend doesn't have cable, so I've missed a lot of things. That you if need to I get, wasn't there, yeah. Yeah. If I was at home. I probably would have watched some of these games. Would I miss anything important? Not really. And something like you don't log on to Twitter for a while or Facebook and like this whole Diggs thing. It was like I like I saw a couple stories about it on Facebook and he didn't show up to practice and like yeah whatever I don't care. Mm-hmm. And then I was where the hell was I going? I was driving somewhere. Who the hell knows where I was going? I was driving somewhere. I had the radio on. 
And I was hearing them talk about Dake. I think it was going up to Aberdeen to do volleyball. And whenever I was listening to talking about Diggs and Thielen and all this and making a big deal out of this, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I mean, it is a big deal when your receiver misses practice and he does find a heftier amount of money. Everything is, is fine now. But it's just one of those stories where, like, it ultimately didn't matter. Yeah. He was pissed off. And always getting traded to New England and all his rumors. He was mad. And I'm, we were mad. Rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Rightfully so. It goes to the Bears, and but you, but you can't play that bad, and you just can't. You can't just have a guy like Diggs have like two catches and twenty yards for like three games. Or you just can't do that. So things are better now, and you know, like if you don't say that he has Facebook, I doubt he has Facebook. Does he have Twitter? I assume he's got Twitter. He does. He do, he does have Twitter. But like, I need to block a lot of people there, and. Like if I get if I'm like this rich quarterback, like I think I'm not logging into um, I'm gonna be busy doing other stuff rather than Twitter. Okay. Like I, I couldn't imagine making twenty five million a year and you can do anything you want and you're a big time quarterback guy and I'm just you're spending your days getting ready for the football game and then you go home at night with your wife and kids and you have your meal and you watch TV and you're going to log on to Twitter? I'm just... Like Twitter is... I love it, but it's such garbage. I, it's I'm, such shit. I'm just... Such shit. I'm just saying it's difficult for you to completely, like, not... To, to not hear any of the, the outside noise, the outside criticism, and then say, yeah, I, I, I find stuff to, to give me an edge. Well, if you're finding that stuff, then it's got to be from the outside world. It's got to be what people are saying yep. about you. So you can't, you can't have it both ways. That's, I guess, the, no. the point that I'm trying to make here. And, and it, it, whether or not he's lying, I don't care. Like, whether or not he's lying or not, I don't care. I don't care. Just play like you have been the last two weeks, and yes. everything will be good. Kirk Cousins, your shit. Keep playing good. Yes. And whatever I mean, yeah, is uh, it. If he's no motivation and all this stuff, then yeah, then yeah, then yeah you got to hear some of it. If he you knows what everybody's saying, and he doesn't know what everybody's saying. He knows, I mean, he knows how shitty he played. Yeah. Uh, next week we'll do an NBA season preview because the NBA season oh, starts. Yeah. Woo! Uh, I had my fantasy draft last night. I, oh. was, I was okay with it. And, uh, yeah, we'll go from there. Baseball oh, yeah. baseball playoffs, uh, they're getting good. Uh, the Astros, Yankees, ALCS should be uh, an all-timer. Hopefully our Astros, because we adopted this team went back when we were doing the radio show before the podcast even started. We were on this team, and uh, hopefully they can take down the mighty Yankees. But let's—I mean, so I believe we were recording. We were recording last week when the the Dodgers Nationals game was going on. Oh my god! And oh my god! Clayton Kershaw gives up back-to-back home runs on back-to-back pitches. Has never done that during his regular season career. He's done it twice now in the postseason. One of the best images you could possibly see was of what TBS caught and him just all alone, he and all his friends, or lack thereof, in the dugout. I mean, it's just, 
it's a, a moment uh, like you are on the loneliest island you could possibly be and it was just surreal and you know he he got that big strikeout in the seventh inning to 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 end the seventh if you were Dave Roberts the manager of the Dodgers would you have brought him out for the eighth inning they didn't, uh, probably not, after giving up two home runs like that. No, but that's when he that's when he gave up the home runs was in the eighth inning. Would you have brought him out for the eighth inning after he got that one recorded out in the in the seventh? That's all he got in the seventh was one out, and that was bam done. Two pitches. Yes. Uh, yes. Probably. Yeah. You would have brought him back. Like I'm all about you know me. I'm all about you. Who's your guys? Who's your best guys? Who's their? Who's one of their best guys? That's that guy. So, I mean, he just hasn't been good in the playoffs, whatever it is. He's, he's been the best pitcher the last 10 years, but you can get to him. When it comes to playoff time, you can get to him a little bit. Yep. I mean, teams are pretty good that he faces. I mean, what Juan Soto, is, he, he's great. Call him Hall of Famer Juan Soto from now on. He's 20 years old, 21. So, yeah. he's had a great start to his career. And those Nationals, I mean, Jesus. They don't. Um, they don't have much margin for error. They they win these games and they beat Milwaukee by the skin of their teeth. And they and that was because of the error in the outfielder or by the the yeah. Brewers outfielder there in the eighth. They get the grand yeah. slam to beat the Dodgers in Game Five, and they are wasting no time with the Cardinals yeah. here. Uh, fantastic pitching, and they are just trouncing them. Uh, they I don't. I'm not gonna. I don't know if it's going to be a sweep. It feels like it's going to be a sweep, though. Yeah, they're going to have a lot of rest. I think this other series is going at least six, probably seven. I think, you know, the Yankees pitching has been great. Shut down the Twins. They shut down Houston. Better than we expected, uh, right? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Because the big thing was their, their pitchers, their bullpen's great, but their starters, not so great. James Tax, they only went, they only got seven outs last night. And their bullpen comes in and only shuts Houston down. They get, oh, Houston had one home run in the fifth. And then that was it until Houston won it in the 11th. So, Tanakh, I think Tanakh has been the guy who has really surprised me. I thought the Twins would win game two in New York against Tanaka. I thought they could get to him. Mm -hmm. And they didn't. And he shut Houston down the other night, Tanaka did. Yes, he did. So that's for for me. That's been impressive for me. Garrett, so for them to have some guy, some guy for that starting pitching staff to, to step up. Garrett Cole has been lights out. I don't. It, I think they said they he hasn't lost since May twenty second. Uh, yeah. He's recorded a strikeout in seventy straight innings, I believe. Right. I mean, he, he's fantastic. Do you do you see that happening in the Bronx in Game Three? He's the best pitcher going now. I think he'll win win game three. By all, by all means, it, you never want to give a guy a huge contract, but if anybody deserves it, it's this guy. Because he's had a great year. Hopefully he gets $200 million. I bet the Astros he's give it to him. You think that he re-signs with Houston? I believe he will, yep. He's a, he's a Southern California guy, so I look at you know those two teams. Like, I'd love to see him. I'd love to see him in San Diego. That's yeah, what I'd love to see. yeah. Don't wasting your money on Eric Hosmer. 
Manny Machado. He should have used that money on something. Huh. That'd be nice. Do you think Joe Madden's going to end up with the Angels or the Dodgers? Or the Angels or the Padres? Angels. Damn. Since he was with the, he was with the Angels for decades. Right. Like. Okay, okay, so if that's where you think he will end up, where should yeah. he end up, the Angels or the Padres? You should go to the Padres. The Padres, they're not like, they're kind of like Houston. They got a bunch of guys. Yeah. They're a couple years from being really, really good. Really? So, I agree with you. Oh, for me, it's the Angels are stuck in no man's land. They're not good, they're not terrible, they're just kind of like a shady wind team. They're just a bunch of dudes playing a ball game. Oh, the Padres, I think they've got, as we like to say, the Padres, they're on the call. The, the play by Carlos Correa in game two to run over from short after the ball was deflected and then to throw home and get LeMahieu out, fantastic play by him. Well, I want give, to uh, give the Rays, some Tampa Bay Rays, give them some credit here for For tipping their pitches. Tipping their pitches. Forcing the game fives. Yeah. I mean, they're, they, they're the best. Bang for your buck, they're just the goddamn best. That's because they have the yeah. lowest ba- uh, payroll in baseball, so you are going to get a lot of bang for your buck if they make the playoffs. Okay. It's, like, it's not like they're winning 70 games. They're winning like 96. Mm-hmm. Don't like giving them, you know, Yankees on that division by a good margin, but they goddamn near beat Houston. Yeah. So, it was impressive. Drew asked me when we were out, after the game, where where do I rank the Twins? Season's pretty much done. Where where are the, the Twins? I think I put them maybe six. I put Houston and the Dodgers one two. Oh, see, I would put the the Houston the Astros one, the Yankees two, Dodgers three. I mean that we're splitting here, but three. Yeah. yeah, top three. Twins aren't better than those teams. You got the Braves. There, Washington's looking good. Yeah, Tampa, Oakland. I'm gonna put them like six. You probably put them like eight. Either way, with it right here for the Twins, and they will uh, get get more pitching in the off season. They have to. That absolute well, must. They'll, they'll get somebody. I don't know if I'll be excited about it, but they'll get somebody. And who it was? And uh, so the rumor is now that you are packing it in for the baseball season. What, Crins? Yeah. You you have been in. You have been so enthralled with the baseball all year. Like we have to talk about it every podcast. Well, and and now you're packing it in while the AL and NLCS are. We haven't even got to the World Series, and it could be a great World Series. Wake me up in September. Oh my gosh, Green Day! Come on. So, I think all the Cardinals, get, I haven't watched a lot of these games. I've missed pretty much the ends of all these games because i got to go to bed. Right. 10.30 is where I put it. This, this, this thing's not, I missed the end of the Washington thing. Yeah. It's all the hits all run, but 10.30, i got to go to bed. Okay, so, so that, like, I don't. That speaks to the larger issue, though, that baseball has is with the timing, how long these games take. I believe well, the, the, the Yankees Astros game Sunday night took four hours and forty nine minutes, and it was only eleven innings. I mean, that's ridiculous. For me, it's because I gotta get up so goddamn early. It's like, well, do I care about this game enough? I'm fine. I'm like, if I worked normal hours, 
didn't have to get to work at six. And I got to, had to get to work like at eight or nine o'clock, then I'd watch these games. So, but but the game was good too. But the but it, this is again like there has to be more going on in a five-hour game than an average of two innings per hour. Like that's almost that's essentially what this game breaks down to. It's like two hour or like two and a third innings per hour. That's embarrassing for baseball. This this is why when when the sixty-year-olds and seventy-year-olds die off, which hopefully won't be for a while, old folks out there. But when they die off, baseball is in a lot of trouble because they these games take way too long. I couldn't even watch like the last part of the Twins. It, like it, they just take so long. And it and I the Yankees and the Red Sox are the main culprits of this. But in the playoffs, especially with all these pitching changes and stuff, it's ridiculous. They can institute a, a pitch clock. Uh, and and all that, but this is bit this is really bad. It's not improving. It's only getting worse. It, it, like I've never, I've never not watched a game because it's because it's going to take too long. Like I never, I never go into a game thinking how long is this going to take. It's like, all right, do you want to watch this game? If you want to watch it, you are. If you don't care about it, you're not going to watch it. If it's a two-hour game, two and a half, three, four, five hours. Like if you're going to watch a game, you're going to watch it. If you're going to watch a tennis match, you're going to watch it regardless of if it goes two hours or if it goes five. Right. Yep. It just sucks that it's so late that I go to bed early and it's like, well, I don't. I can't catch Washington in the grand slam. So. It's like it's, it's the Twins game. Like we were watching it, we had the asshole in front of us, and we're like it's going to be a four-hour game, and it was a four-hour game. Yep. And we were watching the time, and first two innings were done, and we're like fifty minutes in. It's like Jesus Christ, we're almost we're an hour into this thing, and we've gotten uh, two and a half innings in. It was going to be a four-hour game. I wasn't bored at the game. It was exciting, like probably because my favorite team was in there, and they had a chance a little bit. So like they got a guy on base every inning. So, yep. even though that, just specifically that last twin game, even though that was four hours, I guess it didn't feel like four hours, because you're just interested in it, but... So, but that's if you're going to, then, the sure. game itself. If you are watching on TV, it's it's impossible. Well, not, not impossible. It's very, very difficult to be able to sit through a four-plus-hour game and it just it's like it it's essentially like if you were to go to like if you had a soccer if you really liked MLS or if you are a World Cup fan I guess or something like that you can go do something in the other room for like 15 20 minutes for a soccer game and you might miss a goal maybe maybe you will miss something it it feels that way with baseball now. We can I could go away and do something for a half hour, and maybe there's only an inning or an inning and a half that goes by, and there, there's nothing that happened. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's, it's long. It's a long game. I want to watch these playoffs, but... Like, would, it, would you watch them if, like, would you watch these if you knew... Like, I don't care about... I'm not watching this Washington and St. Louis thing. 
I, I've barely seen any of Houston, New York. I'm sure I'll watch more of it this week, but yeah, like I don't care about Washington, St. Louis at all. I don't care if it was a two-hour game. I just don't have any interest in Washington and St. Louis. And a little bit of interest in Yankees and Houston, and I'll probably watch that tomorrow. And if it's done by 10.30, then I'll see the end of it. If it's not, I'll go to bed. I would watch if 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 they if these games were right around the three hour mark, I would watch them a lot more. I would, but when you are at three hours in and you're only in the sixth inning or the top of the seventh, it's like okay, let's let's speed it up here a little bit, please. Like if the game is good, you're gonna watch. Like this Washington game tonight's no good. It's with seven to one or whatever the score is. So this game's done. There's no need to watch this game again. But if it's like a good game like that, game five of Washington Dodgers, and it's close, and well, you're going to watch that game because it's close. It's like, oh, this is a game five. This is important. And it's three to one, and they're bringing Kershaw in. Is he going to blow it again? Yes, he is going to blow it again. A shame for him. They're both the, the favorite to get to the World Series loss, so. Yep. As far as time of game, I would say that's low on the list. It's like, are you interested in this game? Yes or no? Mm-hmm. Is, it, is this a good game? Is this a, is this a 7-1 game? That's garbage. Is this a 3-2 game? That's worth watching. Uh, is this an important game? Is this game 2 of the series or is this game 6? It's like, regardless of how long it's going to take, like I, I just watch it. I'm sure that, I mean, college basketball is two hours. That's fun. Yep. Sometimes, and with baseball, you, you you don't know how long it's going to take. Every other sport has a clock, so you kind of, you know, an NFL game is going to take three hours. Yeah. College basketball is going to take about two. College football will take, take about four. College football is going to take five days to play a game. Yes. Poor Matt Barry. Well, we don't know. Poor Matt Barry, Joey Galloway, and Jesse Palmer having to stay until like three in the morning to do a college football final. My goodness. No bueno. No, thank you. Matt Prater just made a 54-yard field goal, his second 50-plus-yard field goal of the game. Lions lead 22-13 over Green Bay. There you go. Yeah, Lions might win. That's it. That means this game against uh, the Lions on Sunday is even bigger. Uh, plus, the Vikings don't want to go 0-3 in the division. So it's a huge game as they go into the den of the Lions. Uh, That's right. Anything else we need to get to before we uh, say so long? I don't think so. Let's see. SDSU won. Yep. For them. 35 points in the second half against the Penguins of Youngstown State. I'll just keep rolling. So, yeah, hockey's going on, basketball. Next week, next week the basketball starts. Yep. All. And then our uh, college basketball, which we love the most, uh, Oh, yeah. Outside of baseball for you. Um, that starts up here at the beginning of November. So uh, can't wait for that because it's going to be a gr- it's going to be a fun season. Uh, next college football next week, I think, is the best. They're supposed to be the best of the year next week. You got like Notre Dame, Michigan. You got LSU and Auburn. You got another game in the mix. So next week. We're gonna have some, we're gonna have some games. Let, okay, yep. Wisconsin, Ohio State. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a huge one. That is big. That's a big game. We'll see. I mean, 
Do you think Ohio State will score more points in that game than Wisconsin's allowed all year? 34? Uh, 29 right now is what Wisconsin's allowed. Yeah, they'll score 30. Uh, Auburn at LSU, that's a big one. LSU will crush Auburn, though, and end their hopes and dreams. Uh, as you mentioned, Notre Dame at Michigan. So, yeah, those are the top three next week, without a doubt. It is. All right, my friend. Enjoy the rest of your week. Uh, enjoy the baseball. Enjoy the Vikings. And I'll talk to you next week. All right. We'll see you later. Travis Crins joining us here, Sports Block Podcast. Always appreciate his time. As always, great stuff there. Uh, got a lot in. A lot of Kirk Cousins and Vikings talk today. It's great. Great. And uh, we'll, we'll have Charlie Hildebrand on next week to talk college football. It is a big week. Coming up next week for college football, we'll do the NBA season preview next week as well. Uh, and I'll probably ask Charlie about Georgia and South Carolina as well, um, or two. But uh, we'll wrap up this week's edition of Sports Block Podcast with the recap of week six in the NFL. Make some very early picks for week seven. And maybe we'll, we'll throw in something, one other thing or two. We'll see. It's coming up next here on the Sports Block Podcast, now on podcast.com. Also follow me on Twitter at Andy Stacken, Facebook Nathan Stacken, at, uh, for Twitter, uh, for Travis Krins, at Travis Krins. Uh, link to the podcast posted middle to later part of each week. Coming up next, final thoughts and picks for Week 7 in the NFL. It's coming up on the Sports Block Podcast. As always, we put a bow on the show and wrap up uh, the Sports Block podcast during the football season with a look back at the previous week, make some picks for the next week. So let's go back to week six here. And it started Thursday night. Uh, the Patriots, they cover, fortunately. They beat the New York Giants 35-14. to The Giants played really well in this one, uh, given that they didn't have Saquon Barkley, Evan Ingram, Wayne Gallman, or uh, Sterling Shepard. But... Uh, the Patriots get a defensive touchdown and a special teams touchdown. Too much uh, for the Giants to overcome, and they win 35-14. Sunday in London, uh, the Panthers win 37-26. They intercepted Jameis Winston, what, five times? He also had a fumble. <laughs> That's bad for the Bucks. That's really, really bad. Uh, Christian McCaffrey had a receiving touchdown and a rushing touchdown, though the Buccaneers' defense did a good job overall. But when you turn the ball over six times, when your quarterback turns it over six times, James also had a fumble in there. You're not going to win games. So the Panthers win 37-26. It was the battle of winless teams, and someone had to win unless they tied. And the Dolphins didn't want to tie. They were trailing 17-3 against Washington, and they scored a touchdown late, six seconds left, go for two. And the play went about as well as their season has gone. Uh, It was an utter failure, and Washington escaped with a 17-16 win. What a game in Arrowhead between the Houston Texans and Kansas City Chiefs. Texans upset the Chiefs 31-24, giving the Chiefs back-to-back home losses for the first time in I don't even know how long. Uh... But stunning, considering they have Hall of Famer Patrick Mahomes. The Texans ran the ball really well. They uh, Deshaun Watson had a couple of rushing touchdowns himself, the quarterback for the Texans. And the Texans had all the ball for almost 40 minutes. It was almost a 2-to-1 ratio in terms of time of possession. Uh, that's going to make the defense tired. 
and that's not that doesn't bode well for the Chiefs down the stretch. Barn burner in Jacksonville, the New Orleans Saints up and the Jacksonville Jaguars, thirteen to six. That's right, thirteen to six. Jared Cook catches a touchdown from Teddy Bridgewater in the second half, and that was the deciding factor. Seahawks beat the Browns in a very entertaining game, thirty-two to twenty-eight. This game went back and forth. Uh, the, the Browns actually had a 20-6 lead and then uh, some bad red zone turnovers. Baker Mayfield threw three interceptions, questionable play calling. But they also got hit with some very bad uh, calls, which we'll get to more here in a, in a second. Um, but, you know, the Jarvis Landry got called for an illegal block in the back, and there was nothing there. I don't know what the refs saw in there. That certainly affected them. Uh, the Browns also had a touchdown wiped off the board and then fumbled it on the one-yard line right after that. So it was it was very tough for the Browns. Uh, two and four, things look a little bleak in Cleveland, but the, the schedule does get easier after this game against New England coming up. So the Browns will get there. The Browns will get there. They just have a few things they need to solve first. Baltimore Ravens beat the Cincinnati Bengals 23-17. Bengals returned the opening kickoff for a touchdown. After that, it was the Lamar Jackson show. Runs for over 150 yards. Uh, throws for a couple hundred or something like that as well. Uh, he's fantastic. Um, wide receiver, huh, Bill Polian? <laughs> One of the few things, many things, maybe, that he's gotten wrong. And now he's really no longer on the air. So, Plus, he was part of the AAF. So, hasn't been a great uh, couple-year stretch for Bill Polian and decision-making. Finally, though, the Vikings beat the Eagles 38-20. Kirk Cousins, magnificent, 333 yards, four touchdowns, and interception. Stephon Diggs, seven catches, 167 yards, three touchdowns. Thielen caught a touchdown, and the, the Vikings just walloped the Eagles. The Eagles did make it close, but uh, it shut up all those Eagles fans that were at U.S. Bank Stadium, all those Carson Wentz jerseys. Uh, Fargo played okay after the first. He really play, he played well in the second and third quarter. He sucked in the first and the fourth, so that's fine. Good job, Fargo. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers, they are 5-0. and What a defensive, masterful performance they, just, they put on against the LA Rams in LA though it looked like a home game for the 49ers the crowd was at least 50-50 49ers fans to Rams fans 49ers win 20-7 they hold Jared Goff to under 100 yards passing for the game not just the half not just a quarter for the game uh, a couple uh, goal line stand for them and they did enough offensively to get the win it was uh, quite remarkable Arizona Cardinals beat the Atlanta Falcons 34-33. Falcons were trailing uh, like 20-3 in this game, then came rallying back. Matt Ryan had a fantastic game. Defense started to play okay back and forth a little bit in the fourth quarter. Falcons thought they had tied the game up, but Matt Bryant misses an extra point with just a little bit of time to go in the fourth quarter, uh, and the Falcons go to 1-5. My Super Bowl pick to represent the NFC is 1-5. Things are bad in Atlanta. They're 1-5 for the first time since 2007. And perhaps the stunner of the day, the New York Jets beat the Dallas Cowboys 24-22. Sam Darnold over 300 yards. <laughs> I the, the, the Cowboys with questionable play calling, uh, decision making, going forward on fourth and goal. 
in the second quarter would have made it 7-6. Instead, uh, the very next play, Robbie Anderson catches a 92-yard touchdown from Sam Darnold. And Cowboys now have lost three straight games for the first time since 2017. But this one's bad because the Jets are a bad team. Cowboys have beaten the, the bad teams this year, lost to the good ones. This is not a good loss. The end of an era may be coming in Tennessee as Marcus Mariota was benched for the Titans after an ineffective performance. Broncos shut out the Titans 16 to nothing. Ryan Tannehill will get to start this week for the Titans. Steelers, th- okay, maybe this was the upset of the day. The shocking part, yeah, this was. Devlin Duck Hodges, yes, the, 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 the Alabama State Duck champion caller, uh, the, the, the champion duck caller. Leads the uh, the Steelers to a 24-17 win over the Chargers. Chargers, once again, ineffective on offense in the first half for the second week in a row at home. Though it's really not a home game when 80% of the fans are cheering against you. Uh, it, yeah, not good. The uh, James Conner had a very good game rushing and receiving for the Steelers. And you know, the defense had a touchdown. Hodges did enough, but the Chargers, they are an extreme disappointment as well, though injuries have certainly been a factor for them. And then finally, Monday night, uh, Green Bay beats Detroit 23-22, Mason Crosby, a walk-off field goal. But that's where we're going to – the Green Bay did not win this game. The officials won this game for the Green Bay Packers. Two phantom calls, uh, illegal use of hands to the face on Trey Flowers. There was a bad, uh, unnecessary roughness penalty that was called against the Lions on the first play of the second half. They didn't call the Packers for a 12-man on the field penalty when they actually had 13 men on at one point. Uh, I, I, I mean, what? The NFL has lost... So much it is has lost the credibility that it has tried to earn the the trust, and especially with legalized gambling now. You can't be having as poor officiating as we have seen this year, and it is is as bad as we have ever seen it. Even the replacement officials, and the, of course the fail Mary, and that was against the Packers, so maybe justice is served there. No, it wasn't because that that was just one call. This is was many phantom calls and that was a more of a anyway it's bad uh, like mr mackey says in south it's, it's bad okay uh, drugs are bad and i don't know if the officials are maybe on drugs but um yeah things are bad okay the, the credibility of the nfl is uh is, it's gone okay all right mr mackey voice aside it is bad and the NFL should just have an official in the stadium, in the sky, like in a box, who's able to review that video. So if a flag is thrown, they can go back quick and say, yeah, you know what? Let's pick up that flag. There was no illegal use of hands or there was no pass interference. Scrub the pass interference thing. That was a terrible idea. I said so at the time. I'll say it again. But what was displayed in the Cleveland Brown Seahawks uh, Seattle Seahawks game with that illegal block in the back called on Jarvis Landry. And then what happened in primetime on Monday night? And, you know, like this coming in, like, oh, it's a primetime game for Green Bay at home. Of course the refs will be on their side. And you, you joke about it because it seems like the calls always go the Packers' way at home in primetime. But this was exceedingly bad. Th- I mean, this was 
absolutely awful. And we were recording the podcast while the game was going. Travis and I were, so you know we obviously we were done prior to the game ending. And just to see the way that this transpired, I mean it's it's unbelievable. The again the the league has to do something, or their credit their credibility is on the line as far as I'm concerned, and that's the concern of many. I'm very close to just saying, screw it. Like, I'm done. Like, if you if, if you can't, you can't trust this product. You can't trust. The season is altered now by this game. And this is far from the only game. I mean, look at the Broncos-Bears game. The Bears were the beneficiary of a roughing the passer penalty that, that, that should never have been called. And they ended up beating the Broncos on a walk-off field goal, 16-14. Who knows what what that that Browns game might have? I mean, but those are just a few examples. The it's it's bad. It is so bad right now. And if the NFL doesn't do something, they are playing with fire. Maybe the season's already too far past. They say like, well, we know this game's been uh, the season's been altered by terrible officiating. We're just going to see how many more games can do. So we're just going to see how bad it actually gets before doing something in the off season. But something's got to give. And the owners are meeting this week in Florida, I believe. I believe it's Florida. I know they're meeting this week. They got to do something. It's it's awful. Week 7 picks. Thursday night football. Kansas City Chiefs at the Denver Broncos. 8.20 p.m. Eastern, 7.20 p.m. Central Time on Fox. Chiefs have lost two in a row. Broncos have won two in a row. Something's got to give. I'll roll with Hall of Famer Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Sunday then, San Francisco 49ers at Washington, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central Time on Fox. Why would you pick Washington? Why? Go with the roll with the undefeated 49ers who roll in this game easily. Arizona Cardinals at the New York Giants, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central Time on Fox. Very interesting game. Uh, battle of rookie quarterbacks. Kyler Murray for Arizona. Daniel Jones for the Giants. I think Saquon Barkley is going to be back in this one. That will certainly help Daniel Jones. And I think the Giants upend the Cardinals. It should be an entertaining game. What a battle we have in the AFC South between the Houston. And I don't, I, I, I don't say this sarcastically at all. Because remember when every team in the AFC South was two and two and tied for first? Well, things have changed. Houston Texans at the Indianapolis Colts, 1 p.m. Eastern noon Central Time on CBS. Deshaun Watson is playing at an MVP caliber level right now. But Titus Howard, offensive tackles out. I think Darius Leonard, the Colts uh, superstar linebacker, is is going to be able to play. He's cleared the concussion protocol. Colts have had an off week to prepare. Give me the Colts narrowly over the Houston Texans. Oakland Raiders at the Green Bay Packers, 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on CBS. Hey, the Raiders beat the Bears, so anything is possible in this one. But I think the Packers are just too good. I would love to see John Gruden beat the Ra- or beat the Packers. Come on, Raiders! Uh, beat the Pack. I don't think it'll happen. Jacksonville Jaguars at the Cincinnati Bengals, 1 p.m. Eastern noon Central Time on CBS. Jaguars, stunning. They just traded Jalen Ramsey. With more on that next week. But two first-round picks and a fourth-round pick they get back from the L.A. Rams for Jalen Ramsey, who uh, I'm sure his back will magically get better. So that headache is aside for them. They still can play well, and they're playing the winless Bengals. 
enough said. Jaguars rule. Miami Dolphins at the Buffalo Bills, 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on CBS. <laughs> Speaking of uh, foregone conclusions, this is a foregone conclusion as well. Bills crush Miami. Minnesota Vikings at the Detroit Lions. What a battle this is. 1 p.m. East, 1 p.m. Eastern noon Central Time on Fox. Battle for the NFC in the NFC North. I wonder what the hangover effect will be from Monday night for the Lions. It's a shorter week, and plus you have to deal with all the officiating uh, bullshit. Vikings are 0-2 in the division. They can ill afford to go 0-3. Kirk Cousins playing extremely well right now. Take the Vikings. Los Angeles Rams at the Atlanta Falcons, 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on Fox. I don't know what the Rams are doing right now, but they're going. I can't pick the Falcons. Like I hope Matt Ryan and the company prove me wrong and get the win, but the Rams. I, I just I can't pick the Falcons. I don't have faith in the Rams, but the Rams will get it done. And then. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers at the Tennessee Titans, 4.05 p.m. Eastern, 3.05 p.m. Central Time on CBS. Ryan Tannehill getting a start for the Titans. Chargers really sucked lately. Melvin Gordon comes back. It's a good defense that they're facing in Tennessee. I'll still go with the Chargers because I just I don't trust Tennessee's offense. But I don't like this game. I don't like uh, picking this one at all. Baltimore Ravens at the... Uh, that was the re- referring to the Chargers-Titans game. Baltimore Ravens at the Seattle Seahawks, 4.25 p.m. Eastern, 3.25 p.m. Central Time on Fox. I'm still not a believer in the Seahawks. I don't believe they are as good as their 5-1 record indicates. They've won a lot of their... Four of their five wins have come by four points or fewer. Like At some point, that's got to even out. But they are at home. The Ravens' defense, a little suspect, though. They just traded for Marcus Peters, going back from the Rams. It doesn't matter. Going with the Seahawks in this one. And then the New Orleans Saints at the Chicago Bears, 425 p.m. Eastern, 325 p.m. Central Time on Fox. Alvin Kamara has a high ankle injury issue. That's not, But he hasn't been ruled out for this game yet. That's something to keep an eye on. With that being said, I think the Bears get the win here. Sunday Night Football, Philadelphia Eagles at the Dallas Cowboys, 820 p.m. Eastern, 720 p.m. Central Time on NBC. Doug Peterson all but guaranteed a win on Monday on a radio show, and then he backtracked that, saying, I didn't guarantee you we were going to win. Yeah, you pretty much did there, dog. Uh, But they are better than the Cowboys, despite all the injuries that the Eagles have currently, and they will win. Then the Monday Night Football New England Patriots at the New York Jets, 8.15 p.m. Eastern, 7.15 p.m. Central Time on ESPN. The Jets win last week does with Sam Darnold does give me pause. But the pay, that pause doesn't last long. Patriots are the best defensive team in the league. They're going to show it again Monday night, even without defensive tackle Michael Bennett. Steelers, Browns, Panthers, Bucks on the bye. And those are your picks for Week 7. For the official picks and predictions, go to the stack on Friday, stackattack.sportsblog.com. Again, official picks and predictions for the weekend. So, yeah, the, the NFL has a massive issue on their hands. We'll talk about that more next week. NBA uh, uh, season preview. We'll talk college football with Charlie Hildebrand. And we'll see what else happens. Something else is bound to happen here. Uh, again, you can find the podcast on podcast.com. 
sports block and follow me on twitter at nd stacken facebook nathan stacken follow travis crins on twitter at travis crins we have a link posted to the podcast middle to later part of each week but thank you very much for listening to this week's edition of the sports block podcast we hope you enjoyed it and hopefully we're talking about a vikings victory next week as well i think they will i think they'll beat the lions so for travis and nathan i am or for travis I'm Nathan. Thank you so much for listening to this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast. And we hope you tune in next week for the next edition of the Sports Block Podcast. Have a good week, everyone.